Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Pitch Please, the show where people who play games pitch ideas to people who make them. This week, did Zeus fuck Hades? Oh, probably. Who didn't? Who didn't have sex? Zeus could fuck anyone, <laughs> but he wouldn't fuck me. <laughs> Welcome to Pitch Please. My name's Alex. I'm joined by developer Chris from Foggy Box. I'm now deaf. Yeah, Jesus Christ. An explosive intro. Developer James from Catastrophic Overload. Huh? Who said that? Thomas the Ideas Engine. Hello! Oh, Oh, I love it. (laughs) New volume. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. If you've not listened to this before, (laughs) the way this works, (laughs) one of us is going to pitch an idea for a game. An idea for a game will be pitched, and then we're going to spend the rest of the show trying to uh, make it work. Someone's going to lay down a broth, and then we're going to put our own little vegetables and bits in, right? I like to add coriander. That's that's incredibly divisive off the bat. What? Probably one of the most divisive ingredients. I like to add rocket. Oh, that's better. I, I would have rocket. Rocket's fine. I Rocket's like to add inoffensive. <laughs> Turn-based card battle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I yeah, wonder where he's going to go works. with it. That's that's how we do up here in pitch, please. Welcome, up in pitch, please, to the ground floor, to the next big idea. <laughs> what is the next big idea? Anyone got anything this this week? Oh no? well, let me just <laughs> sift through these gold mines I got up here in this dome real quick. It's empty. It's empty. I got nothing. Oh my god, there's nothing right. here. End the episode. We can't put this out. All right, Bye. we're gonna we're gonna have to end it. But I'm so hang on. Fear not, Tom. Hang on. Can you hear that? My phone's ringing. Ring, ring. ring, ring. <laughs> that's, that's my ringtone right now. I'm going to leave it going for a little bit to keep ring, them, ring, ring. you know. Yeah. I forgot that. I re- Do you remember when I did that recording session for you, Tom, where I, you told me to say ring, ring, and you made it your thing? Your, it your took phone. three hours. I, I don't know. know how you kept fucking it up, but <laughs> uh, wrong, wrong. I should probably answer this call. <laughs> Boop. What up, pitch boys? It's me, your old friend... King of the Mushan. If it's easier, you can call me Mushan or King or I don't know, dumbass. It's it's your show. Do what you want. But I'm here to throw an offering into. How did the you get this number? Right, hold on, hold on, Mushan. How did you Hang get this number? <laughs> look, look. I'm I'm telling him to be quiet for a moment. Mushan, hold on. All right. Yeah, just hang on a second. What, what call- I'm going to put you on hold, King. What, what are we calling him? Is he Mushan? Is he just nerd? King? Is he loser? He said dumbass. Dumb- <laughs> Whoops. I went, to, I went to loser. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he just went for all the things he didn't miss there. Um, wow. All right. Well, prick. <laughs> Honestly, I, I love his voice. I want to hear more of this. Let's hear more. Hang on. Let me just get him back again. Boop. This is probably my least fleshed out idea. So I wanted to give you something to actually work with and help create, as opposed to a semi-finished idea for you to just, I don't know, look at. I don't even have a name for this one. But enough wasting time. Let's get right into it. 
So this idea is heavily inspired by the Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War games. And I imagine it looking somewhat similar, a kind of 3D sword fighty action game set in an open world fantasy land, you know, your usual stuff, uh, with a few villages and dungeons scattered around, maybe like one or two bigger cities. But in this world, you play a phantom knight, a warrior blessed by the god of death with the ability to reform after you're killed. You essentially play the part of the villain, but you begin with only very basic weapon skills. Fuck yeah. The goal of the game is ultimately to confront the holy paladin champion of the god of light or something. I don't know. I'm not sold on the final boss. All right. Mushan, hold on a second. Oh, right. Sorry. He, he's sorry, not sold King. On the final boss, I'm going to have but... to put you on hold again. Alex has got another problem. <laughs> so far, this is what? This is Shadow of Mordor, but you're the bad guy? Is that what he's. Is that the setup? You, you're the Phantom Knight, the god of death, Alex. So you're the biggest bad guy. You're, you're the, the real bad guy. Good, bad. But you're you the, you're the, pretty shit. <laughs> yeah, you're the rudest dude that's ever duded a rude rude. All right, so well, you're starting off as I dude, agree. and you need to. I guess you're progressing to rude. You want to get rude. You're just yeah, starting you want to get rude. Okay. So you All right. Start dude and rude. And, and you can come back when you die as well. That's uh, that's important. I mean, I feel like that's just every game. But <laughs> <laughs> explain it to where. Good point. All right. All right. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. Can you uh, can you bring him back, Tom, please? Uh, yeah. Hang on. King, you still there? King? Oh, no, I don't think it... King? King? Oh, you've got to press the button, I think. Oh, sorry. But I do know I want it to be kind of like Breath of the Wild, where you can waltz right into the final boss chamber and go toe-to-toe with the big bad, or I guess, in this case, the big good, uh, right off the bat. It helps to do other big objectives first, but technically there's nothing stopping you from fighting the final boss right out the gate. In this case, those optional big objectives are to go to these temples scattered around the world and fight the ghosts of ancient masters of combat. Each one you defeat, you absorb their knowledge and gain their weapon skills. So maybe you fight the ghost of the sword master and you unlock new combos and new kinds of attacks you can use with your sword. Maybe you fight the bow guy and you unlock a spiritual bow you can summon that's in no way inspired by Shadow of Mordor. But essentially, the more of these ancient masters you defeat, the more you grow your own ability to fight effectively. Uh, alternatively, I consider that each master you defeat unlocks the ability just to use a different kind of weapon, like a spear, sword, flail, bow, etc. Um, that has its own skill tree that you can progress down as you use it more. Okay. All right, Mushan, hold on a sec. Sorry. Just want to make sure we're Sorry, on the same Sorry, this is so unprofessional, here. King. It's, he's not normally like this. No, he is like this. He is like this all the time, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a jerk. Um, he's, he's listen, a client, yeah. li listen, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so, so where we're at so far is it's like a reverse Shadow of Mordor that has the when he's talking about the um the different bosses effectively that you're going to have to fight to unlock stuff. That makes me think a little bit of um. I mean, it's an open world like it's Breath of the Wild, right? Yeah, you got uh, that's yeah, kind of what he's yeah, getting at. What they call the divine beasts. In uh, Breath of the yeah. Wild, but instead of, you know, a camel, it's a man with a big sword. Yeah, or a man with a big <laughs> well, bow. Yeah, except obviously you don't fight the camel and get camel powers, whereas in this you, you do. get camel powers. Well, no, you do. you kind you get of angry do. You've got the um How does it work? I can't remember in Breath of the Wild. What do you get for, for finishing you, you those? You get the divine champion's powers. So the champions that were held in the beasts... Uh, yeah. You get their powers, so so you do get powers and rewards. That's a very Zelda thing, you? right? God, you I get, don't even remember that. <laughs> you get um, you get 
something out of the dungeon that you have to use in future ones, like the forest temple, you get the bow and you need the bow in the mm. next dungeon. You get the hook shot and then you get the iron boots and things like that. Um, like it is a very Zelda-y thing to go to a thing to get the reward. Whereas in Breath of the Wild, you can just go to the final boss straight away if you want without all of these powers. You'd be stupid too, or a speed is runner. Is that possible? Like, could you just finish it? Is that a speed run thing? Do people do that? They, yeah. yeah, they go straight to it. Like the speed just run for of the Wild is like 20 minutes, probably less now. Jesus. Yeah, it's nuts. It might be more than that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like five seconds. It's like, it's it, honestly, seconds. I, someone completed it before it even came out. Before it was even finished. <laughs> it was incredible. Well, I mean, I, but yeah, no, no, like getting, getting new weapons and learning new weapon arts by going to, I, I, I imagine there's not just four or five or six of these these people around the map there's loads of them and they all teach different abilities like the spin move or the riposte or the parry or whatever else is stuff that you have to learn mm-hmm. from going to everything and and i guess right at the very start of the game all you can really do is like a one hit combo and you suck but you have to you know maybe you can beat the final boss with a one hit combo or whatever but going to the 400 different ghost trainers around the world then you can fight the what was it the the god of light or something that he's not sold on yeah yeah the god of light the unsold god of light yeah that's his name um no, that's the unsold no that sounds cool i quite like even like so far even just the idea of the fact that you're playing as the bad guy feels like there's a decent opportunity around the kind of skills that you would learn like being particularly evil. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, the very first one you get is suck, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um whether that's life or blood or do you know. Do you think the powers change? Do you always become evil or is there like the fable or infamous style choices where like in infamous if you are evil you get fire, if you're good you get ice. In infamous too. Uh yeah, you you are the phantom knight, the warrior blessed by the god of death. That is true, but you could still, you know, say your please and thank yous. There's, there's loads of different <laughs> types of evil. You can be there's fire oh, so evil. Like you trip up kids. Yeah, you could either have the physical, where you, yeah, you trip people over or slap them, like happy slaps, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> or, or you go elemental evil. While we're on types of evil, be up, be up could trees. you explain to me how, uh, <laughs> like, a, a lawful evil works? What is that? What is an example of a lawful evil? I don't you, understand. I've never understood that. Graph. You slap someone, but you ask them if you can first. So <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of, yeah, you're, you're doing evil Bad things. Bad things for the sake of good. Yeah. But within the law? Right. Okay. A Tory is a lawful evil. It's right? <laughs> no, I don't know. I think they're quite unlawful. It's like bad things for good reasons. <laughs> so it's like an anti-hero. Or it's like yeah, the means that she make like defines. What is it? No, just no, no, that's, do you remember that, that famous that saying? That. When you when do the what? The, the ends you wish you the, 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 the ends justify the means. No, that doesn't sound right. Um, no, okay. But that's lawful evil. Lawful evil, yeah, is is doing. You're, you're an evil character, uh, but you've got good reasons. It makes sense. Uh, neutral okay. is just yeah, you're just a prick. Uh, chaotic is. You just want to take over the world and destroy it. Like, who does that serve? No one. You just you just want to destroy everything. Like, fuck you. Okay. And well, that's everything what I was, around okay, you. That's what I was thinking. Is, is there certain weapons you can only do if, if you decide to stay slightly less evil than evil? Or is it you can just unlock everything? Well, uh, so like, yeah. do you think you go to a 
an ancient ghost warrior and he's like, uh, I could teach you this, but you haven't murdered anyone yet. Like, I don't know. Well, no, maybe it's, I would say maybe there are some like region bosses that you keep alive, right? And you get their powers. If you have, but then they require you to kill another one, so you lose. Maybe you start with everything, and you have to lose and gain certain things. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. No, learning like pitting the warriors against each other, so you can't possibly get every ability. Uh, yes, that could be very cool. Well, could there be perhaps like there could be some warriors like there? There could be some characters where you you have to fight them, but you'll get a different ability depending on if you kill them or if you spare them. Um, so that you can only ever choose one thing, and then that can have that has consequences in its own right. What if they, if it is like Shadow of War, you either recruit mm. them or you suck them and get their ability? I mean, oh, but then yeah. that could also have ramifications for, um, like their followers, right? So if they exist in the world, maybe there are factions and you decided to help them, so they'll attack you if they see you out and about around the world, but if you spare them. That means that they won't, but then someone else will because you've then gone against their, you know, belief. Okay, followers of the Phantom Bow. Yes. Followers of the Jagged Sword. Followers okay. of the Kid Trippers, and followers of Fire Magic. Oh, for necromancers. Yeah. Necromancy's pretty evil. What else is evil? Flails. F flail boys. The flail boys. Yeah. Um, and Are flails inherently evil. Was flailing stuff. Oh, they, yeah. Oh, that's. I mean, have you seen them? They're gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like nun nunchucks would be more evil because you you can accidentally knock yourself out with those. Things. You can knock yourself out with a flail, but you won't have you a headless. Yeah, I think if you that's had true, a flail, yeah, you you'd knock yourself out. With a nunchuck, <laughs> you've got like a shiner, and that's about it. Yeah, I think you'd, you'd right. kill yourself I, with a flail. What, I love easy. the way Alex went for nunchuck. <laughs> it's because I have a very distinct memory of trying to use uh, my friend's nunchucks when I was a kid and it, it um, spinning around and hit me on the back of my head. Okay, it and it thing. knocked your hat into the road. <laughs> I, I know we're bringing back this, this image of you with the yeah. leather jacket, katana, Japanese lessons and a fedora, but were yeah. you wearing all of those when you were using the nunchucks? And did you say you have the power of God and anime on your side? <laughs> I, was, I was much younger at the time. I was, I was but a child. Uh, that, but that's what got me into it, yeah. I Butter saw the nunchucks and I was like, Butterboy! <laughs> <laughs> Whilst you were talking to women, I was learning the nunchucks. <laughs> I was watching oh. Bruce Lee. Sorry, um, sorry, King. Right. Uh, oh, he's still on hold. Yeah, before we get to get into it, get I want to say, he has been incredibly professional so far. He has. I almost have a feeling if you were to press the button, he is just going to keep going without a single break. He, he, he's the master of the pitch. He knows it's straight yeah. down to business. We don't have time for pleasantries. Just move on from where we were. Sorry, King, you're back. Boop. But the big mechanic I had in mind is your resurrection ability and how it affects the world around you. Uh, the point of having villages and towns around is that initially they have no idea you're some evil force of death come to do evil things. So you buy things like food or arrows from them. Maybe you buy a horse to get around easier or buy health potions and that sort of stuff. But the more times you die, the more outwardly evil you become. So after 40 or 50 deaths, I don't know, your head is a flaming skull and you have a big-ass scythe and you can summon a skeletal steed. But anytime you're nearby a village or town, people immediately start trying to kill you and you can't buy their stuff anymore. Maybe you can help me figure out 
how to make that a bit more compelling and interesting, because on paper, it doesn't seem like there's much of a downside to dying a lot, since you get magical death powers to mitigate stuff you're losing out on by being in populated areas. Plus, there's no real way to reverse your deathiness that I've thought of yet. But, like I said, this is the least fleshed out of my ideas, and I know it's still a lot to take in. Hopefully it gives you enough to work with and make a good episode, but if not, don't worry, because there's plenty more where that came from. <laughs> Once again, I've been dumbass, I guess. Thank you for your time. Hey, thanks, King. That's, That's great. Nice. That's, See you. That's really nice. See you later, King. Thanks for calling. Thank you for the call. Um, we'll catch you next time. Um, love you. Mm. <laughs> he's not so he's He's still there. Can't hear him hanging up. I found it really odd. Just that silently breathing. He called in live just when we needed the the idea. It's like he knew, it and was, he knew when we were recording as well. Not been better. Hey, honestly. he's the king for yeah. a reason. Yeah. Like, honestly, I could have just listened to his voice for another ten minutes. I'd love that, but uh, he did say that he he hopes that it was enough to make a good episode. It was enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pitch please calling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bar yeah. was already set so yeah. low. That's fair. <laughs> um, no, thank you very much, King of Mushan, uh, prick, dumbass, uh, whatever else. Um, yeah, no, I like I like the the deathiness makes you uh, more evil. I guess the way to make it more interesting is making um, you know trading in villages and interacting with civilians and whatever else. Um, actually very, very useful in the early game. Like, you you really need to buy these potions. You really need to uh, get these upgraded weapons or, or, or the horse or whatever else you can get from these towns. Um, otherwise, you will just die out there. So then when you they do start to turn on you, you have to be strong enough to sort of continue that curve upwards where it's not so difficult anymore. Otherwise, you're just going to suffer and die. I sort of think it would be fun, like, instead of, I, I guess in the early days, like, you've died a couple of times, I can picture this affecting your dialogue choices. I'm assuming there's going to be some dialogue in this game, but it might be that your dialogue choices no longer give you nice options, and it's like, you go to bite arrows, and it's like, give me some fucking arrows, and, like, you oh, start... Jesus. No wonder they're not going to serve you. And, and, and just the dialogue is no, not really any different to what it was before. It's just you're, you're adding swear, swear words. Yeah, and yeah. That, but that's early stage. And then it starts being like, you just literally can't ask for anything. You have to steal. You have to take like, it. The only yeah, options yeah. Oh, right. that's available to you. All you can do is roar at them. <laughs> right, maybe, yeah. I think um, the thing that I thought of was as trying to make a downside of you dying a lot and you becoming more evil. So is what if, mm. and I'm just going to throw some random words out that I've seen in this that he said. So, okay, for instance, you start and you are 50-50 like evil and like you have like radiance abilities, right? And there's two types of abilities. There's the sort of radiance ones, which are more powerful. And then there's mm-hmm. the dark ones, which are like weaker, but they cost you less, you know, stamina or a mana over time to use. And as you die, those bars shift. So the ratio becomes more evil than sort of radiant. So you can't use the the sort of more powerful good moves as often. You have to sort of figure out how you want to do them whilst you're recharging that that bar. So right. they're always available to you, but you have to be more tactical in how you might use them in a combat situation because 
you have died so many times that you've sort of become more evil and visibly more evil and unconnected from the balance, I guess. Like, I guess, and I appreciate, none of you are going to get this reference, the Red Mage from Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> um, oh my god, yeah, Tom, you're right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't get that reference. <laughs> no. <laughs> they, they have the same sort of, well, they don't have like uh, things that dramatically shift their bars as they go, right. but yeah, you have to use uh, light abilities and dark abilities uh, equally, and then when they're evened out, they are stronger together. Um, is that so frustrating you can't use the same the one over and over again? Like, as, like if you were to, as the game progresses, if you were to do something, then basically doesn't deny you of using an ability, but denies you kind of like, or like, like punishes you, like makes you like have to use it, be able to use it less. I don't think so. Like, I, the, the one bad side I see is that if you are shit at the game, it inherently gets harder. Um, if you're good and don't die, you have an easier time. So maybe yeah, we flip I, I, it. Yeah. No, that doesn't work either. Well, no, I think I don't think you do get it doesn't get harder because you sink deeper into the evil depths and you gain new, more evil abilities. Um I suppose, yeah, more. The, yeah. So I guess maybe there is a hit that's hard. You can there is a question often. of like why not just die? Like he does he does say that he wants to find a way to not just have death be the path. Um mm. like a reason to actually not Die a million times, but I don't know. Uh, well, maybe the maybe the um the reason for not dying, like the the radiant side. I don't know why. Did he say radiant at one point? I've now got the word radiant stuck in my head. Did I don't he? think so. I feel like I okay, haven't well, heard him. I don't I actually decided. think the not. radiant and dark balancing was mentioned at all. But yeah, <laughs> no, I I thought of that, but I didn't know if you mentioned the word radiant. I've just it's now stuck in. My head. I think he sounded um, radiant. That's the did. only that was it. That uh, was it. Connection I can yeah. make um, is. Radiant what voice. if, like, the radiant side are more counters? So they're instead of you don't have to be so aggressive. They are ways to navigate around combat, or like instead of the dark abilities being always offensive, maybe the radiant ones are mm. defensive. So you don't lose your ability to attack. You just lose your ability to maybe handle the situation differently. The more times you die, that's the only other sort of balance. Mm thing I can think of right now. But what's the benefit of befriending or or working with villagers and humans? Well, you need stuff that they have, right? I mean, yeah. I find it interesting that we've all kind of gravitated towards kind of like magical abilities, but Dumbass only really mentioned, correct me if I'm <laughs> wrong, like sword abilities and physical, like, you know, a bow and arrow. That's yeah. true, yeah. That is true. Like, do, do we even want magic? I mean, I, I feel like we do, based on the fact that you're kind of this, like, god-like you're creature. You're a warrior blessed by the god of death, <laughs> is what he said. And you can I reform like after your kill. Supernatural abilities, yeah. Well, hmm. Some kind of supernatural abilities going on there. Hmm. What if no magic, then? Okay, yeah. You could just be incredibly hard right. to kill. So, you know, it, it's like you get, you get attacked and you just... I don't know. Like, can that even work? Does it even work? I don't know. Mm. Well, I, I do really like that. Just the general idea of death or like excessive deaths or dying over and over, like factoring into the gameplay in, in one way or another, because that's very like, like Dark Souls in a way or Elden Ring, where like you kind of learn, you learn in one way or another, you get something out of dying repeatedly. 
And it reminded me a little bit of um Chris, you might have played this. There was a game called Kronos on the like when Oculus first released. It was a VR game, which it didn't need to be. It was just a third person. <laughs> um, I haven't, but I know what game you're talking about. Yeah, like you, it was like it was a third person adventure, like Darksiders kind of thing. And the, the, the VR portion of it was literally you would just be like a fly on the wall looking around these different levels as you would watch your character move around in a Resident Evil style. You would be you would be the camera of a Resident Evil fixed camera style thing, and that was just kind of an action adventure. But you started off as like a young adult or a kid even, and then every time you died, you aged until you just became a super old man. And I died quite a lot finishing that game, but as you aged up, you would start getting more access to more skills. I like Sifu. Um, yeah, is that how Sifu works? Well, Sifu, when you die, you age, but when you age too much and eventually actually die, you have to start again. Really? Is it that brutal? What you just—that's it. You're just done. Yeah, that feels like maybe a bit much for me. Like for an open world game like this. Like imagine if you just you die sixty times and then like that's it. I guess he he did touch on something when it was like the villagers would attack you because you're you're visibly evil. So it does. There is a downside to dying. Is that maybe you're you know, traveling in the overworld just becomes that much harder and you have to avoid villages altogether. And then you have to like maybe go hunting for food instead of being able to buy food. So there's like, it, oh. it would have like a shift of like, yeah, I could just, I could just go a everywhere versus well, what if battling also, everyone. Well, that could also cut off certain sections that limit you. So you can only like, say if you want to get the sword from the sword God, but you have to do it in under 15 deaths. So if you, on your way there, if you die more than 15 times, that locks that area off and you can well, no longer if, get that ability, um, right? What if the land is covered in a veil of death? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And every time you die brings a little bit of radiance back into that area. Um, and uh, when you go back there again, it's slightly tougher and it's slightly tougher and it's slightly tougher each time. Maybe if you die in a particular area like 20 times, it becomes completely impenetrable for you um, and you just can't get in there. But the more you die, the more abilities you get. Um, so you are shifting, almost shifting the level of each area in how you play. If you fail, you make an area harder. I guess it could snowball dramatically, but that's when you know gaining powers via death could mm. be useful. Um, that but like is opposite. Like, sorry, Alex. No, I can. I don't know. That something about that like gets me super excited. Just even visually, like when you're talking about like the whole game, like the whole world begins. Like I'm, like I'm imagining like a um, Breath of the Wild style, you know, open world map that is like just just bathed in like darkness and death to begin with. It's almost like you know, like Shadow of Mordor kind of thing. Mm. But then the more you die, uh, like you say, you like it's it's the good guys overcoming the bad guys, and so yeah. that area starts to literally visually change have, and maybe have has some other kind of mechanic, like some differences in those particular areas um, as the game progresses. Have you ever played the game that's... The Saboteur? Because that's what happens in that. It's where it's black and white oh, the with World the Nazis. And you, so it's black and white and red. Yeah. And then when you take it over, the colour comes back to that area. So oh, that's what yeah, it reminded me of. I do remember and that. And I forgot the name of the game, so people might have heard me typing where I typed, because I knew the main character was Irish and I knew it had Nazis in it. So Irish Nazi <laughs> okay. game, I typed, and it came up straight away, Amazing. which is a very good game. <laughs> um, 
Um, or, or it could go the other way, like you were talking about the balance, where not the other way, but like um, instead of it starting in darkness and the more you die, the brighter it gets for them and it's worse for you, it could start in the middle ground. And, you know, if you demolish an area, then it gets darker and you're stronger in that area. Uh, if you die there, it gets brighter and you're weaker there. Um, maybe there's something there. Um, in terms of, I, I do kind of like what we were saying earlier as well about uh, recruiting like weapon factions, I suppose, uh, or mm. completely devouring them and gaining their abilities for yourself. Um, but then it, it's always going to be more fun to use the abilities yourself than to see an AI running around doing it for you. Um, so it, that needs to be much more worthwhile, I suppose. But again, you could also just have. 15 different weapon arts around the world that you learn by going there and killing them. I still think they should be locked off if you die a certain amount, but they should all... So at, at the start, all of them are one... like all the they Let's say 10 deaths, right? You can access any one you want first. So you can choose which one you want to go to first. And after that, they all increase. So you, every time you play through it, maybe you could go a different weapon route each time. Um, but as long as you're under... And then if you go over that, then that one locks off or, you know, one of them locks off at random or, or however they, you want to, maybe you decide. So it's, it. like, it's almost like you're having a, you're choosing a run in that, like through that. It's more like you, it's, map, it's like a world-based world. skill tree kind of thing, if anything, mm. I guess, where you're locking off certain ones by going to, to certain ones and removing the, and the constraint of one path by locking off two others. Um, but it, yeah, it involves yeah. you defeating a boss. It's boss-based skill trees, Alex. That's yeah. going to be in the <laughs> trailer. So how are you... Because I, I like the idea of you are... If you die in one area, or that you could, like you said, you can only die in, so many, like a, in an area so many times or against something so many times before it gets locked off. And maybe that's because, I don't know, like in terms of the, the, the setup, like the story setup of it, like once you've died so many times, this area becomes cleansed or something, and then that's it. You can't do anything about it. Um, but... Are you making, like, by choosing some areas to fight in some areas, are you, like, locking off other areas as a result of that? Or is the whole thing just kind of open and you go to it however you want? Hmm. I mean, making an open world game that any average player will only see half of it, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's always yeah. going to be fun. Well, I feel like you never want to restrict a player from going to a place as a result. I th like you never want to lose. You don't want to like lose portions of the access to portions of the game that you're like, oh, I wish I had gone to here. You know, it's yeah. quite frustrating. Mm -hmm. um, if it it's as a harder. result of you trying that area and failing, and you're like, well, okay, I'll, maybe I'll come back here later when I've got some more skills. That's that's different. But you shouldn't. I don't feel like you should ever lose access to a place. What if 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 instead of locking it off? It, as Alex said, it, it like becomes cleansed, and therefore every time you enter that area, I know you your attacks do less damage, or you have res health restriction. Mm. Like you caps your health, it makes it a little bit harder. So you can always do it, but you have to try and try it harder to get the result there because you've made a decision to get something else, and that's the sort of hey, I, if I want it to turns get into that, like I the could... hard mode version of that area. Yeah, it's like I can still obtain that. But I've made a decision to make that harder for myself by going for that one first. But there might be a benefit yeah. for me doing this one second. Maybe you get something extra if you do either of them in a harder, in a cleansed area. 
I, yeah, I, I, I think it would be cool if there is just a constant ebb and flow of the light and dark moving across the map where you spread your dark one yeah. way, the light spreads another way and encapsulates another area and you're mm. just constantly trying to push it back until eventually you go to the final boss and say, hey, fuck you, got a light. Dark time. You're fucking dead. Nighttime, baby. Dark time. <laughs> Could it could it be like you like once you die in one or you know once one area becomes cleansed then like it naturally begins to spread because you know like the humans or the people who populate that that area you know like they they gain belief and willpower and they start to you know cleanse the oh, surrounding Alex, area sweet and you summer have to child. try and- it's an open world game there's viewpoints that you have to climb up <laughs> and once you yeah. ca- capture them it they are just a constant flow of darkness that forever uh, captures an around. area. Yeah, the camera spins around. There's an oh. eagle. Yeah, for a some haystack. reason. For some reason. And then you yeah. see like the like cloud. It's an evil. It's an evil haystack over the area. Yeah, yeah. It's twigs. Yeah. It's a haystack of glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I wanted to um, just touch on before we forget about it was James's the thing that James mentioned earlier, which I thought was really cool. Was like I think like King mentioned it as well, but like being shunned by the townspeople or whatever. But the effect of that having, like, you mentioned something then, James, about like how it would really impact your gameplay in terms of like maybe you can't go to town anymore and then you have to actually start relying on things like not quite survival. Like it doesn't suddenly turn into a survival game, Mm. but if you need to go and get like certain potions or whatever, like health or whatever, there's food or something that you would need to buy in town. Instead of going into a town to buy it, you then have to hunt for it in the wilderness or something instead yeah i think that could find it in a different Uh, source like to make that work with your idea of the cleansing i guess it's like you would have to make a choice of do i battle the people of this cleansed town to get the stuff that i need but it's it's right here i'm right close to it or do i kind of i can go and forage i could like do a bit of like you know hunting or whatever or do i travel to a a location that I have already made like the darkness to try and get stuff mm. there. But maybe the downside is, is that you can't get as good as stuff. Like maybe the, the food and the, all the ingredients have wilted in the darkness. So it's like, there's a, there is obviously a benefit to go into these radiant places because you can get fresh food or something. The good kush. Get the good stuff. <laughs> but um, I guess that's kind of weird though. When you think of the concept of like, you're this death, like God, you should and want like, all the wilted stuff. Oh, I need, I need you really be fresh, eat death. fresh bread. Maybe it's fresh <laughs> apples. Yeah. But um, without them, I die. Like I, I'm trying to reconcile, like how how this. I'm, and if you just die of starvation, well, then do you just get more power? So you get more abilities. Yeah, I feel could, like yeah. There's a load of people that will start the game and then just go AFK for 30 hours while their character <laughs> right. dies of hunger repeatedly. <laughs> Well, you could do it where yeah. stuff from the cleansed place maybe heals you more, but then reduces something else, and the opposite effect happens in the mm. sort of stuff you get from the non-cleansed areas. Like there needs to be a, there needs to be a trade-off. That I mean, I guess to come back to the original idea that we proposed of the radiant bar and the death bar, if you want to keep your radiance, maybe you need to go to a good you know, a, ra- a, a cleansed place to top that bar up with whatever cleansed radiant manner is. 
versus dark mana. Like maybe it is that constant battle of trying to keep it balanced, but that does kind of go against Damas's uh, original pitch that you're just <gasps> death, you know? What? Unless you're like, what if you're like Phantom, Phantom Knight, but you're like the god, you're like the son or the child of the god of death, but also the child of like the god of life. The god of death so, and the god of life were banging? Yeah, oh, they yeah. banged. And, you, and they when made that you happened? were the child. The son of existence. So, you're just so a you, god have, of, like, you are the god of chaos. So, yeah, you're, this is dark, this is dark side. This is. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like Hades. Yeah, you just made Darksiders. <laughs> yeah. And just all um, of Greek mythology because Zeus is a randy motherfucker. <laughs> did, so, did Zeus fuck uh, Hades? Oh, probably. Oh, they all who did, who did at some point, yeah, didn't they? Poor me. Oh, I don't know, Tom. <laughs> Zeus could Every fuck time anyone. You, do you know when <laughs> you can rub your me. hand on something and you get a static <laughs> shot? It's because you're the oh. son of Zeus. <laughs> oh, I can feel him inside me. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah. Does that like maybe maybe that would that would kind of like I mean you could just you could just have some kind of story reason for it. Basically, is what I mean. Mm. So that there is some reason why you need this other stuff, like why you need some light abilities, or you need to go into town. So you need to like why you could why you have to eat fresh apples, yeah, or whatever the equivalent would be. God, you you hunger for fresh apples, but you also hunger for blood. Yeah. Um, and you got to have both. You got to have a varied diet as the god of chaos. Um, exactly. Otherwise, or maybe just don't eat at all. Maybe I don't. Why is there? Why is there a hunger aspect now? Why is there a? Survival I think that was aspect? for more healing need, yeah. items. Or you go right, to buy okay. arrows. Maybe they're just I think regular arrows, but these are death arrows. Yeah, like maybe it is like ammo or something. But I just thought like it could be kind of cool. Like what James when James was talking about, like being banished from a certain town, um, because of because you're too evil or whatever. Like having to like what are the consequences of that? Is it just they fight you whenever you go and you can only fight them? Like, but there must be something else to it. You can't use their shops or whatever. Mm. Um, but what does it actually mean? They boo you in terms of like game town and you feel yeah. really bad about yourself. They you sing a boos. bell and just say shame repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the land gets filled with paladins, paladins of the holy order who want to banish you from the land. And if it gets too dark, it gets filled with monsters of the deathly order and they want you killed. Uh, so I guess you want to balance it, I suppose. I don't know. Paladins. Fuck them. Monsters. <laughs> that could be Fuck kind them. of... Yeah, maybe, maybe you're just trying to maintain the balance. Like you could have these... You, you've got, you know, you've got different armies of the bad, like the dark armies okay. and the paladin light armies. You're not fighting the god of light anymore. That's not the final boss. There's two. Yeah. The god of light and the god of darkness. You're and fighting you're in your the mum center. and dad. You're fighting mum and dad. <laughs> the mum and pop army. I yeah. hate it when you guys fight. <laughs> Before their big war began, they got together and made uh -huh. you. Um, yeah. And now you have to take down the god of light and the god of darkness. And when you take down uh. one god of light, the darkness spreads. When you take down darkness, the light spreads. Hang on a so minute. This is, this is Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just going to say, maybe you, like, I just... <laughs> If you plotted this on like a map, you've literally got good god at one end, bad god god at another, and you've got a bunch of villages yeah. in the middle, and their yeah. influence spreads throughout them. And then your job is to keep them balanced. But if you die in like a radiant place, your radiance increases. If you die in a death place, your death increases, which makes right undoing the other one that much harder. There's three endings. 
<laughs> two of them, mm-hmm. but one of them is kill both of them, and the other two is siding with them. Yeah. Uh, and then you can decide: do you want a dark land? Team up with the god of death, uh, or or vice versa, or neither. It's like the three button choice at the end of Day Sex Human Revolution, uh, where you put like forty hours into the game and then Mass it Effect ends 3. by just yeah, right. Yeah. Is it the same in Mass Effect Three as well? Yeah, I can't yeah. even remember. It does. Yeah. Like... You know that weird spectral kid that comes speak to you at the end. I think I tuned that one out. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Great ending. Team Revolution <laughs> was Spoilers, a one that Spoilers, a spectral kid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for spoiling Mass Effect 3. <laughs> Tom is Googling what, day, what year that yeah. came out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> for spoiling like... a 10-year-old game. 10 years. Christ. Look, I really like the idea of the balance stuff. Like, I feel that there should be something more, something more to do with like the light and the dark and not just... I think, just I think an open world game that, that there is essentially three maps that you have to create, but they're all on the same template, obviously, where yeah. there's the neutral and it's just a thriving, lovely little place. And where it's dark, it's burning and nooses and corpses and undead and dead trees and shit like that. And when it's light, oh, it's so bright. <laughs> it's just too bright. Everyone has a glow. <laughs> it's just What's, too warm. What is like... The the downs. Why would you want to not just side with the light? Because what's like a bad light? It's too hot. It's well, desert. It's burning. <laughs> it's burning. Yeah. It's, like, it's, like the, maybe you can't. Like your character can't survive if it's a hundred percent radiant. You die because you need. You're made of both parts, right? So you've got to try and keep the balance. Right. Yeah. The balance is within you, so you need to hold it. You There's need the to tagline. Make sure that it. The balance is balance within, is within you. you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But the actual and game title? I don't know. Balance Boy, the god of chaos. <laughs> Balance Boy. Balance Boy. <laughs> Son of death. Balance Boy. Oh, no. That sounds like um, the name for fuck. Like, you know what, like uh, what? one of those, like no, a new yeah. version of like a skateboard or something. You know, like the snake the balance board. Boy. No, yeah. the, the balance uh, boy. What was it? The, the thing that looked like Saturn. It was like a bouncy ball with a ring around it. Oh, yeah, it. yeah. Oh, what was that called? Fuck, damn. I can't remember. A rock hop. They're called rock and hoppers. Rock and I hoppers. I found out just, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. We had to buy one for something. Oh. Uh, I didn't know they were called we that. We just had I to buy they were just one. called like. <laughs> we had <laughs> to, to buy one. Yeah. We simply had to. <laughs> Um, look, Mushan, thank you very much Arsehole, for blessing dumbass, us. Prick, king, prick loser, <laughs> uh, with your incredible voice. Yeah, I, I, I really like this pitch, and I'm really happy that you sent in an audio recording as well. Uh, I, I genuinely, running. genuinely, really, really loved that. Uh, thank you, King of Mushan, um, and I look forward to hearing. That was his second idea, by the way. We've had an idea from him before. Um, I can't remember what the first one was. I, was it the taxi one? I think it might have been. Basically, I think the taxi cool. was Hugo. Oh, <laughs> I feel like Tom, the taxi was Hugo. It might I'll have been. Call it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna Sorry, have to go I've, back and check. I've got you all saved under the same name on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. Well, we've all hit right. two um, fans now. It's very difficult to keep track of everyone. It's, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. But yeah, if you if you want to send in your voice recordings or Google Doc uh, ideas or uh, scrawled in piss in the snow uh, ideas, yeah. then you can send them to at pitch please put on Twitter, which is pitch please pod without any vowels, or Indeed. to our email, uh, pitch please pod <gasps> with the vowels. With the vowels. At pickaxe. Pickaxe. <laughs> 
pickaxe.com. <laughs> pickaxe.com. Pitch please, pod, with all the vowels at pickaxe.com. Um, and yeah, our, our wonderful producer will trudge through that mess to send us the good <laughs> shit. It's actually at yogscast.com. Pitch please, pod, with all of the vowels <laughs> at yogscast.com. Jeez. You can just edit that in. Thanks. Yeah. Perfect. He won't. I will 100% do that. Yeah, I know you will. I trust you. So, uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I just did like a very um, professional outro. Yeah. <laughs> Admittedly, with the wrong email address, but come on, carry You're on right. the flow. You're right. I'm sorry. I, I think totally it's up to someone it else to do a professional outro. James? Oh, God. James, yeah, please, can you take it out for us? I've oh. fucked it. Outro? Shit, I was yeah, yeah, having a cough yeah. then, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's all good. Thanks, guys. Uh, tune in <laughs> next week or the week after. Um, Doesn't even know. Uh, when we'll have another great idea from either me, Alex, Chris, Tom, or one of you lovely listeners out there. I hope it's a listener. <laughs> <laughs> or a guest. Remember right. those? Oh, shit. All right. Okay. How was that, Alex? That was, that in? Cheers. Yeah, that, was, that was great. I'm going to send on that. So thanks. Jesus. Okay. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Goodbye. Bye now. Bye. I'm not sure if that's the email address. Wait, you're not sure that's the email either? <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll just put it on the uh, show notes. If it's well, you put it on the show notes. You've got the one person that accidentally reads that. <laughs>